Oh, all right. Let's get Armand up in here. Was up not for sale and Sam photos. Thanks for joining us. Just uh, waiting for Armand to get up in here. There we go. There's the man. Okay. Wait. Get Armand in here. There he is. What's up, brother? Not much. How you doing, handsome? <laughs> Not too bad, dude. Hanging in there in the yep. shop. I like it. After a long day, another one. <laughs> Sell lots of cameras today? Uh, today, not so much, but it's been a pretty good week. Yeah, I did a couple of different sales here and there. Thanks. I mean, what's up, Bubba? Yeah, man, uh, today was a good day. Yesterday was a good day. Uh, the, the, the beginning of the week was not too bad either. So, it's a good month for camera sales. It didn't. Nice. Can't complain. Hello, Noel. Thanks uh, for joining us there. Yeah, man, what about you? How you been? Have a good week? Yeah, it, I did a, I did another shoot with Ray that went really well. Um, we uh, we did this sort of like uh, American Beauty meets the, the marijuanas. Kind All of right. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, I, think it, I think it's going to be a good look. I think people will like it. So, um, hey, and it's always fun to together. What's that, sorry? You guys have been doing some good work together. I love working with her. Like she, she makes it so easy. Like it's, um, she's the first model I've ever shot with, um, in, in a studio and, uh, the one I've shot with the most now. And cool. it's always just a ton of fun creating with her. Like, uh, here, let's see. Maybe we can, we can show some of the, uh, some of the Polaroids on, on here maybe. So it's very cool. That, yeah. It's uh, with with the pot with the pot leaf pasties. Those skies came out beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, the the new the new formula is not bad actually. I shot a little bit of it myself. Got a okay. couple of shots then, came out kind of blown out, but. What's up, David? Thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, and then I shot some six hundred on my SX seventy with um with the ND filter, and it's not cool. bad. Yeah, like I'm, I'm actually quite happy with how how it comes out. Not so, terrible. Yes, it's not bad. And then she wanted to go for some like bad girl vibes. So there's that one. Nice. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta finish cutting up because uh, I I scanned all of them, but then like I scan I scan them in threes, and then I have to like cut them out and then make individual. Mm -hmm. of them, so I haven't done that yet, but the uh, the thirty five mil stuff just came back from the lab this morning, and it was it was dope. Like I sent it over to her, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is hot fire!" They have a pretty quick turnaround time for film development. Yeah, so um, sometimes you can get same day, but that's been like going away in like the first half hour, hour of the day. Um, so you're more likely to get next day. Um, and like, you know, shout out to downtown camera here in Toronto. Um, 
they're the real MVP here in, in Ontario with the film stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're great. Like it's, um, I get, um, I drop it off there and then they just send me a text message that my scans are ready and then I can just like pop it up on a website and cool. view them and download them. So it's just, um, it makes quick. me, dude, it's crazy. It makes the addiction so easy because it's just like I go pop off a round of film and then like give them money and then it's like, you know, it's like that crackhead's like, I need that film, man. I got, I got, I got to pick this. I'm going to pick out some more while I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got, you got, you got, you got that portrait. I need that portrait. <laughs> Getting it by the brick, are you, Merlin? <laughs> I do. I, I do buy it by the pro pack now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I just got some more, uh, some more film myself. Yeah, I mean. My film, my film stocks are still a little mental. This Whoa, is my favorite. <sighs> what? Where did you get that from? eBay. <laughs> Damn. Is that six six nine? It's mostly from two thousand. Damn. Have you tried any of it? Uh, no, not yet. No, I haven't tried it at all. But I, I have pretty good luck with stuff that's like even this old. So. Yeah. Uh, six six nine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, all of it. It came, all the boxes are in really good shape too. It's like yeah, it's brand. It looks, it looks great. Do you know how they were kept? No. Uh, the worse, the worse, the better to me. You know, I uh, yeah, the more funky results, right? Yeah. The more messed up it is, the more I like it. You know what I mean? So. Well, yeah, like Vince um, from uh, San Francisco, he took this of me on on a four by five sheet. Wow, beautiful man! I love yeah, that. Like, the, the colors are so weird, and then like the way that like this die pack obviously didn't work right, but like yeah. still, what's up, Glenn? My little brother's joined us now. Nice. Love that little guy. Such a weirdo. Hey, Colby and Rod, thanks for joining us. So this is uh, episode four of Photography Chat. It's sort of a, I guess, a loosely based online TV show on Instagram Live that um, I ended up creating after Jason Moore and I spent three hours on a live several weeks ago. Oh, hey, what's up, Coco? I miss you. Uh, Coco is my niece. She's awesome. I gave her a camera a couple of years ago, and she does little photography shoots with it and stuff. It's cute. So, very nice. Yeah, but uh, the good, photography nice. chat is um, every week. I get a different photographer um, that I know around the world to join me and uh, spend an hour with me, just you know, talking about whatever comes up. So it's like, um, you know, feel free to ask questions. Um, Armand, I don't know if you want to like, you know, tell the, the, the peeps a little bit about yourself. Uh, I, yeah, I'm Armand Cohen Donnie. I own a camera shop and didn't sell, buy, sell, refurbish and clean and maintain and accessorize, uh, film cameras mostly here and didn't, uh, I've been running it for about eight years, something like that, seven and a half, eight years. And also shoot photos a decent amount uh, from small format, 35 millimeter stuff, uh, mostly film as far as that goes, all the way up to 4x5 large format and 8x10. I shoot a lot of Polaroid 8x10. 
Armand is the man with hey, him Polaroids. I try. Ah, dude, you're. I love all like the eight by ten Polaroids you shoot me, and some of my most coveted pictures. Thanks, man. Yeah, part of that, the fun of that stuff is just kind of the mixed bag that you get sometimes. Even in some of the, in the same box from shot to shot, you'll get different exposures and different results and it's always a fun dance just trying to make it work <laughs> you know what i mean so brandy, uh, brandy says you're the best local shop ever in denton conveniently oh, located I, I, near the best food ever shout out to me casita uh you know, yeah, you, yeah. My, you gotta go to me casita in denton texas yeah that's my folks place there next door one of these days i'll take over for them do the, the camera taco business Dude, I, dichotomy. I, have, I have dreams of that food and nice cold tapa chico miss that you're probably not alone no no i don't i don't think i'm alone <laughs> how's the how's the coffee bar coming along in the uh, you know it's kind of a stall speed there for a little while so it's just kind of chilling i kind of filled the area with storage stuff again but one of these days I'll get it going and fire it back up just because, I mean, I, I figured the biggest reason that happened is because of the slowdown. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> slowdown. It's like, you didn't want to say it. You didn't want to give it power, right? The great global slowdown. <laughs> oh, man. It's um, so much sadness around it, man. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm really bummed out because, like, you know, in, in the old world, I'd be like a couple weeks away from like planning my trip down to see y'all and like, you know, being all excited about that kind of shit. But like, yeah, it's honestly, coming up. Like, it's only a month away. It would have been a month away. Right. Yeah. So we've been like you know, flights booked and like, you know, talking about what we're going to do this year. What a bummer. I know. Right. You're supposed to teach me guns. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Try to get into that. What's that's up, still going on, ironically. What's that, sorry? But all that stuff's still going on. All the places that you can find that kind of stuff are still open. You know what's weird well, about it? I, I was uh, still open? Yeah, well, I was going to say I was shut down there for a long time. And, I, uh, you know, given that places like mine don't really exist anymore, yeah. uh, it seemed strange that I kept getting calls every day about film development and camera repair and, camera maintenance and stuff like that because uh, <clears throat> people were interested in doing film photography and just photography in general. <clears throat> and so I was a little bit more of an essential business than I thought originally. And then also like, of course, what like the local government probably thought too, because, right. you know, my kind of business doesn't really exist. So it didn't fall into the essential business category. So anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a strange dance these days. That's for sure. But, I mean, guns are essential, so, like, you can't... Apparently, stop. yeah, especially in Texas, boy. Tell you what. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we've, we've talked about it in several several other episodes, like, my, my shock to, like, you know, you packing heat and Zip packing <laughs> heat. <laughs> and then I was like, I want to move to Texas because I want a gun, too. <laughs> I mean, hey. Uh, you know, if you don't have one here, you're left, you feel left out. So I did feel left mean? out because it's like, I want to like, you know, be able to casually pull a nine millimeter out of the front of my pants like everyone else. <laughs> I mean, Hey, why not? Right. When in Rome, right? 
Exactly. It's in Texas. Is Texas, you know, guns. So, dude, that should be your next store, guns and cameras. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people that have been talking about that kind of thing, and I have a decent amount of knowledge and experience when it comes to that kind of stuff too. So, I don't know. One of these oh, days, shit. like not, not to give not to give Juan a run for his money over at the beers and cameras camp, but that would also be like a cool club too, guns and cameras, where it's just like. Y'all can have like your and like, beer too, just like one up them. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you know that you could have like you know just casually have your Leica sitting next to you know your guns and shit. Like that. Yeah. that would really like switch up the whole everyday carry photos because like you oh, know totally. they have those like you know check out my Leica M6 with this like really tasteful <laughs> braided um, leash and you know you could be like check out my M4 with my nine millimeter. Yeah. Tacos. There's two different kinds of M4s you can have there, you know? Gats and snaps. I like that. Gats and snaps. Hey, you know what? Might have to steal that from your rod. That might be a good one. For sure. That's pretty clever, actually. That's really fucking clever, man. I like that. It was shot for shot. That's not a bad one. <laughs> oh, dude, dude. I'm going to write these down. <laughs> You're going to have to remember oh, these people. This is uh, great. Making these suggestions, and um, you know, hi dear, give him a shirt. Hey, how's it going? My lovely wife. Hello, dear. M4 versus M6. Well, I mean, it could be like the battle of the rangefinders, but also it's 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 Gats and Snap. So it's like you know the Leicas versus what's the German gun? Is that or Glock's German or is it Breda? Breda is the Glocks are Austrian, actually. Austrian. That's close. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, leave Denton. Well, I don't think either of us really are in a position to to talk about that one. I mean, yeah, probably not. He just he, he missed LA. We'll say that much. Yeah. You know, still. If uh, if check out his blog on uh, JasonLeeFilm dot com. He he might uh, have some tasty bits there for you. Yeah. Sign up for his mailing list as well too. You can keep up with that stuff. Yeah, I love that guy though. Good guy though, for sure. Indeed, I miss him. It's been almost yeah. a year since he's gone. Well, and I mean, I have to thank him because I would have never known you if it wasn't for him. That's true. You're right. Yeah, so, and, and I, you know, might not have even gone to uh, to Boston with him. Right. He, so you know. Well, and I mean, I also have to thank Jason okay. for breaking you out of your shell and making you the adventure man that you've you've become. Yeah, totally. He definitely <laughs> broke me out of my Denton-centric mindset. It was hard for me to leave town. I, 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 I grew up in the same place, you know what I mean? So uh, it was him and my wife who helped me with that, that's for sure. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story the last time I was in Texas. And yeah, I mean, just for like everyone on here, so how I met Armand was actually because of Jason. I went to uh, Boston two years ago now, Um to do a workshop at the Leica store in Boston with Jason and go to a book signing for a plane view. And um, I was a little freaked out about it because like, I really love his work and he's like a big reason why I shoot Polaroid and like why I like film. So he's like a big inspiration. And so I was a little bit worried that like, you know, I'm spending all this money to go to Boston to, uh, to meet this cat. What if he's a dick? 
and it just like ruins it for me completely and i'm like what have i done um but it was like the best thing i've ever done because like he wasn't a dick he was like one of the most amazing people i've ever met and uh, i met armand because of that and you know shit if i hadn't met armand i would have never gone to policon and all these amazing people that are part of my world now that i call dear friends i would have never known had it not been for boston so you know shout out to jason lee uh, the world jason no sorry uh, this mighty peril asks me um was my favorite rangefinder my favorite rangefinder is the one that i own because i'm too poor to own like a i have a roly xf35 which i absolutely love the heck out of um armand what's your favorite rangefinder it's a good camera for sure. That little rolly, kind of a, a, a dark horse, underrated. Mine is this guy right here. Ooh, yeah, that's a beauty. I'm jealous of that. It's my little rig that I use when I shoot film 35 millimeter. At least I don't shoot medium format at all because I don't like scanning it. I shoot a ton <laughs> of medium format because other yeah. people scan it for me. Well, that's smart, you know. I don't, uh, I don't shoot any of it just because I hate scanning it. I don't know why. I just, I just recently scanned some rolls because I bought this like a really quick scanner a, a while back, probably four or five months ago. I just scanned some rolls that I had sitting for probably the better part of four or five years. I hadn't even ever seen the images; just held much of the light, you know. And I was like, I don't really. I wasn't really stoked on scanning them, so finally I did, and they looked really good. In info 234 asks us, what did we all do to make ourselves comfortable with our first naked shoot? Do you mean like shooting someone else naked or <laughs> naked yourself taking photos? <laughs> we need a little clarification here before we can answer that question. <laughs> I uh, never have really done it with anybody that I don't know. Uh, you guys talk when um well it depends like sometimes i feel really uncomfortable when like randos talk to me in the urinal and then sometimes i'm like i'm okay with it it really depends on the mood and like how i woke up that day but like for the most part i kind of really don't like when strangers talk to me and then i got this like stupid tattoo when i got divorced that says think and i forget about it all the time because it's on the outside of my arm and i don't see it and when I'm walking around, I get strangers come up to me and they're like, hey, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, that's a really fucking weird question to ask someone you don't know. And they're like, your tattoo. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking I wish I didn't get it now because I have to talk to you. <laughs> what about you, Armand? How do you feel about urinal discussions? Uh, it does never come up. Really? I don't. Yeah, I don't ever get talked to. Uh, last time I, I couldn't tell you last time that happened to me. Maybe it's because I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I have a commanding presence of some kind. Maybe people are like, I'm going to talk to that guy. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, it never happens to me. Huh. Um, for the naked shoot, the first naked time shoot. I shot someone where they, it was kind of a weird moment because they're like, all right, I'm going to take my top off now. And I was like, oh, what? Oh, okay. And I guess we're taking pictures of this now. Um, it was all right. And then during quarantine, I things got weird. There were some mushrooms, and I was alone in my apartment. And, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be in a memoir one day, maybe. Who knows? 
What about you, Armand? When you're shooting nudes, how is that? I haven't ever done it with anybody but my wife, so I'm not sure. I don't know how that would go. But other than that, it was pretty smooth sailing. That's good. Yeah. Info two thirty four says one or two shakes in the urinal. Like I mean, more than two, and you're just masturbating in public, basically. (laughs) 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 Oh man, that's hilarious. Um, challenges challenges lighting the human body um i mean lighting like for me i'm really new to this shit because like i do mostly street photography so i literally just did my first two uh two light shoot two days ago and um before i shot film uh, for that i had my digital with me and i just fucked around a little bit with the digital just to see how the lighting looked like on that before I put some roll or before I put film in and then I kind of like fingers crossed um hoped for the best and it turned out really good um but yeah I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing what about you Armand uh I shot some uh maternity pregnancy photos of Ellen one time and uh I just used a single light, a big softbox on top of an Alien B, and it came out really nice. I actually got some of my favorite Polaroids that I've ever shot from that little photo session. Uh, they'll never be shared, but uh, <laughs> that makes them even better for me. <laughs> keep, keep up that story, though, because I want to share something. Yeah, black and white Polaroid uh, never ceases to uh, amaze me. i tell you what, it's pretty awesome stuff. And like I said, I got some of the best Polaroids I've ever shot from that situation and uh, I had my camera trigger my light by uh, setting it up as a slave just turning it on basically and that, that those came out pretty good but then I also triggered uh, I used my Polaroid 600 SE and I plugged in it, it into the studio light as well and shot some cool 3000B and some FP100C as well that day so that'd be dope yeah when the when a woman is pregnant some of the most amazing forms form well and so okay on on the pregnant woman front i want to share a photo that was like one of the most like crazy and you might you might remember this from uh okay you taking a picture Ah. yep um you might have remembered this from from oklahoma but this is from the larry clark book tulsa and this photo blew wow. my fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, just the lighting awesome. and and everything. And it's like, I don't know if, if you can, if you noticed it at first, that she's she's pregnant and she's shooting up heroin. Oh. Awesome. Yes. Right. right. I feel right. like I remember that photo now that you she's say something about that. Shooting up the heroines. Um, but it was crazy. The first time I saw this photo, I was just so blown away by the light. Like the light looks so good. And I didn't notice until like a little bit after looking at it that she was like shooting up fucking drugs. And I was just like, whoa, holy shit. Like this is a powerful ass photo. Um, it's it's kind of wild. I'll it was say. one of the only photos in the book that didn't end up getting printed as a large scale photo to be displayed because I guess it was just too controversial. Yeah, I'd say so. But if you ever get a chance, Tulsa by Larry Clark is a fantastic book. Um, 
It, uh, I picked it up when I was in Tulsa for Jason Lee's Oklahoma show. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought that I thought you were talking about. Was that one on display too? That photo? Yeah. Yes. It was. It was okay. the one. The, the pregnant woman photo was not on display. Oh, okay. I got it you. It was only in the book because it was just too controversial. Okay. Uh, welcome the Great Divide and Brett Hicks and Lund Knight. Thanks for joining us. Lundy. Charlie Holmes. Um, I've never actually gotten paid for the gig because I don't really do it for money yet. I don't know if I ever will. What about you, Armand? How much have you ever been paid for a gig? Yeah. Why Why have you not been paid to shoot photos, dog? I don't know, because it's just like I do it for fun. Yeah, but you go and you show up and you, you bring like uh, almost as much uh, money worth of film as you do just the camera equipment that you use. Like you should definitely be charging a little bit of a premium there, cousin. Uh, Maybe, but like, I mean... I haven't yet because the people I've shot with have been like friends of mine and oh, it's like more of like a more of like a just collaborative effort kind of thing to make something and um I also I just I I have a lot of like privilege guilt. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, at first it comes along with a lot of kind of imposter syndrome too, you know, just well, like anything you start off with in a professional capacity, but well, yeah, it'd be different. Like, if someone asked me to do something more, like, I don't know, that they wanted to use for, like, commercial or something, then it may, I would I would charge for that. But, like, so far, like, all the stuff I've done has just been, like, for fun with friends. And, um, I mean, I shoot, and I've talked about this before, I shoot mostly as, like, a mental health exercise. So it's just, like, it's something to help me keep going. So, right on. Um, but, yeah, like, fucking shoots get expensive, man. Like, I mean... <laughs> I did one yeah. was like when I worked out how much the film and developing and everything cost, it was like yeah. probably like six hundred bucks for the shoot. So that means you should be charged like three times that much, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too fucking nice. What's up, Zane? Zane is a man. If you have an SX seventy yeah, yeah. and want shit done to it, you you hit up Zane. I mean I have sure. a whole of SX seventies that are just about gonna go on their way down to Texas for some love. You should bring them with you as well. I wish yeah. I could come, but like the border's still closed. Smuggle <laughs> yourself. Dude, as soon as that border opens up, though, I'm fucking... You need to build a trebuchet and put it right on the border <laughs> and just fling yourself right into the freaking Lake Ontario or whatever that lake is next to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I could probably like try and take a dinghy across Lake Ontario if you wanted there to pick me up in like Buffalo. Deal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. Texas here. I know Mexicans. Dude, I still need to make it to Austin. So like I've never I've never made it down to Austin, <laughs> but uh just act like a dick and they'll deport you. Dude, I no, I kind of am a dick though and like I'm still in this country, so you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've I've not I've been to Texas a few times now, but it's only been to Dallas. I've never I've never been to Austin yet, um, or Houston. I, I don't hear good things about Houston, but I would like to check out Austin one day. Houston's kind of a clusterfuck for sure, and, and yeah. Austin probably is too. I've been there in over a decade, so it's uh, 
I hear there's a lot more homeless people than I uh, remember there being. So, and before, in a lot of ways, it was like a kind of a scary situation. So, apparently, it's a lot worse even now. So, the food is so good in Austin. Well, I mean, yeah. good food doesn't necessarily make it a good place. As a grab, I think. A lot of people that live there, especially compared to the Metroplex that I live in up here north. Yeah, I've witnessed the murder spot. Austin Street Food, do you? When shooting in a cell, what do you do to get out of it? Hi, Mike's Fire away. That's what I do. You come to Armadillo or Amarillo. <laughs> Make some waffle out of coffee and cry with me. <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> that sounds like a date, actually. I mean, you crying at waffle house. You'd probably be a good date. Totally, dude. fucking. Where are we now? That kills me a little bit because, like, I was just thinking about this the other day. Someone shared a picture that made, or it was like a meme or something, that just like made me fucking miss diners and shitty coffee, and just like drinking that gross, endless coffee with your with your homies. And I just wanted like so bad to be in a Denny's, disappointed with my pals. <laughs> like it just. So I mean, Waffle House. I definitely would. Uh, you know, one day I will come to Armor Armorillo, and uh, you know, I'll have a cry with you, man. I'm down for that. Um, on the on the creative block thing, fuck man, I don't know. <clears throat> That's a tough one because like I am in a bit of a creative funk myself right now. Where I just other than that shoot that I did with my friend Ray on Tuesday, I've like fucking I had like a roll in my camera for like a week and like you know barely fucking got through it, which is like. I'm a little crazy because, like, I I'll go through like you know a fucking pro pack of film a week usually or more, just like shooting random shit because I carry my camera with me everywhere. But like, I just I don't know. I'm really fucking down with like how the world is the last little bit and just is like bumming me the fuck out. So I haven't really been wanting to shoot much. Keep your head up, buddy. It'll get better. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, yeah. I haven't shooting very much myself either, dude. Like, I shot probably five rolls on vacation a while back, maybe two or three weeks ago. And other than that, in the last probably six months, I've only shot another four or five. So. Now that you got that new big sexy Intrepid, you got to fucking, you got to make some beautiful things. Man. Yeah, I've had a, a sheet of 25, uh, I mean, a pack of 25 sheets of HP5 sitting in my dark room for two, three years or something. I don't shoot a whole lot of sheet film as a thing, but it's because I don't want to take my giant camera out you know what i mean that camo is tough to take places so it's uh gonna be a lot easier to do that now when i do have that camera i don't actually have it yet i'm gonna get, get it on monday so that's a sexy looking camera it's pretty I, sweet yeah it's pretty I got, sweet, so. i'm not i'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm jealous but we should talk about your cambo i'd be interested in you know, i mean talking turkey about that I mean, it's not a bad setup. You want to check it out? Yeah. Well, what's up, Anthony? Long time no see. Everybody else. Uh, info, info two, three, four. Do is it true photographers get more sex than DJs? Well, I mean, I'm no, I'm no DJ, but um, I don't know. I guess like sometimes 
it works. It's okay. Um, Armand has just picked up a uh, an intrepid eight by ten that's been customized with some beautiful walnut. It's very tasteful and it's gorgeous. And he's uh, he's replacing his uh, his cambo eight by ten, which he was just showing us there with that intrepid. Yeah, so it's going to be for sale at some point soon. Uh, if anybody wants a giant eight by ten studio camera, it can be portable. I'm not saying it's not necessarily. The, it is more of a studio rail setup though, so. Kind of excited to be able to take something out somewhere. Yeah. And I saw when Intrepid came out with their cameras, but then uh, I almost contributed to the Kickstarter deal that they did, and I didn't because I kind of they seemed a little bit fancy, kind of. Yeah, the one the one that you're getting has been all tuned up, so it's like yeah. it, it doesn't have those uh, those stuff. A little more. Uh, you got you yeah. got a message. Uh, you got a message from your daughter. <laughs> Hi, Mina. Cake, food, and stuff. <laughs> right on. That's sweet, Barb. That you're you're taking the scenario. So, uh, Barb, uh, the rhyme reason. That well, hey, what's up, man? Uh, that was uh, she. She was with us in Boston, man. She was doing mm -hmm. whole stuff. Right on. Yeah. That was, that was a good trip. I like that trip a lot. Kickstarters always have some kinks. I mean, I'm not into like, kink shaming or anything, but like Kickstarter definitely. Um, Kickstarter sucks sometimes for that. And then I forget about shit that I like. I bought this like fucking coffee grinder off of a Kickstarter. It took three years for it to show up. I totally had forgotten that I'd even like fucking ordered this thing until I'm like, the fuck is this box? It was like a coffee grinder from Kickstarter. Like a gift at that point. You're like, oh, thanks. Hey. Yeah. It was like, thanks, pass me for spending, like, I can't even remember how much on a coffee grinder that took three years to show the fuck up. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much it costs. Um, what did we fall <laughs> in love with first? Your wife, girlfriend, or photography? Well, I'm single. <clears throat> and I've spent most of my life single except for the time that I was married for like a decade. Um, I say photography first. Yeah. What about you, Armand? Same. No. No, my wife first. All right. Where are we I'm now? I had a little bit of a lingering love for photo stuff before, but nothing. Th thanks, thanks for joining us. Where are we now? Um, I will see you in Amarillo sometime for a Waffle House cry. I'm down with that. Um, and also, Jason, thanks for joining us. It was great that you were able to pop in for a bit. And uh, sorry to cut you off there, Amon. No, you're good, man. No worries. Yeah, I uh, met my wife way before I started actually getting serious with photography. So she's a lovely woman. But photography, yeah. it's always been kind of a something that kind of has been either on the back burner on the, or on the forefront of the something that I'm doing. I got back, I got into photo stuff way back in seventh grade when I was assigned the duty of capturing photos from a football game uh, oh, on a 35 millimeter point and shoot with a nice little zoom on it. <laughs> I wonder if I could ever get a hold of those roles. I wonder if they're somewhere at Strickland Middle School. Probably not. Oh, maybe. Strictly Middle, dude. <laughs> that just that made me think of King of the Hill, man. Strickland propane. <laughs> propane, propane accessories. Cameras and cameras accessories. Yeah, 
<laughs> dude, if you ever did a TV ad, because I saw your pizza ad that she put on, on Facebook, yeah, dude. You, sh you should do a Denton one where it's like, come down to the Denton camera exchange. We got cameras and camera accessories. <laughs> <laughs> Have like some super low pants. Yeah, white like some, someone could be shooting digital and be like, oh, the boy ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> that boy ain't right. That was, terrible you what. <laughs> that was so bad. Have I ever sold anything illegal to fund my... Well, I mean... I don't know if we could talk about that on the internet. <laughs> so, I have never done anything illegal in my life. <clears throat> the pulp con yeah, I do like pulp culture ref no, sorry, fuck. I do pop like pop culture references. So I've been having a lot of difficulty talking today. My um my brain stuff has been has been has been really bad. Um so I'm just happy that the stuttering is not happening because like earlier today it was like it was just I was stuttering a lot, which was um Frustrating. I was a little worried about like coming on the live and like having that be a thing and not being able to talk to everyone. Yeah, I've been super tired all day myself. I actually fell asleep on the floor out here for like you 20 fall minutes. You asleep in the camera store? I've never seen oh, that dude. happen before. Time, yeah. David, David actually showed up earlier and woke me up and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? I forgot I was open. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> opinions on modern editing and photography. I, what you can take this one first, Armand. <clears throat> well, I would have to kind of preface my thoughts on that by asking a question: uh, whether they are talking about film photography editing or digital photography editing. Ooh, good call, good call. Uh, when it comes to film, I don't <laughs> do it a lot myself. I guess say not, not for sale says trash, which unless it needs it, <laughs> unless it needs it, I don't do any film photography editing. Uh, but uh, sometimes I'll, you know, if the color is totally off, I'll tweak it a little bit or, you know, uh, exposure a little bit here and there. But with the, what I see a lot happening these days is a lot of people and sorry to offend you in advance if this happens to you or if you do this, but a lot of folks will send their film off to labs and they post photos that this film lab developed for them and they look like they were shot with the Canon Rebel or some other digital camera and just put a little bit of an action on them. Like, something's going on there. You know, like, that's not, doesn't look like film to me. Not that they're shooting digital and making it look like film and lying about it, but I feel like some of those labs maybe do a little bit of tweaking of their scans before they deliver them that makes them look too much like a digital photo. And I'm like, what's going on here? So uh, other than that, with digital stuff, what kind of grinds my gears up is a lot of people doing those actions that make it look like film, you know, and they're shooting digitals and making it look like film. And I don't know, man. Yeah. I hate editing photos myself, especially on the computer. That's not really fun at all for me. I only do yeah. it when I'm getting paid to do it. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? I mean, I agree. Like, I fucking... Lightroom can just eat my ass. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's the easiest way to go about it, I'd say. But at the same time, it's just not fun at all. I don't. Yeah, exactly. So like so. The, main, the main reason I shoot film is because I I don't have to edit, honestly. Like there you go. The the photo the photo lab that I use the scans that they send me have always been like spot on. They've been fine, like both for color and black and white. I've never had to color correct them. I've just I've always been happy with them. And like yeah, this I just use the scans that they gave me for the book that I put out. Also for doing prints for friends and stuff, um, <clears throat> and I because their scans are so good, I don't have to think about shit. So it's just like, the only thing I have to think about is what film stock I want to throw on my camera. And then You're such a little bit more honest, I would say, than what's, some people, you know? What's that, sorry? So your photos, your scans tend to come out a little bit more honest looking, you know? They actually look like film compared to some that I see here and there. I'm like, what are you- Yeah, that's, like the, the lab, yeah, down, the camera does have really good scanning techs. And like, that's, I think that's a big part of it is like, I, I can trust the scans that come out of there. Um, and I mean, I, I'm fucking grateful for that. Like it's been, it's been really, it's been really good to have that um, because I don't have to fucking think much other than like what film stock I want to shoot. Um, whereas like if I shoot digital, it's like I fucking hate shooting digital because it's like then I take all these pictures and then I have to sit in Lightroom and then I just want to light my computer on fire. And I'm like, why did I shoot digital? Like should have just shot film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then info 234 he also asked what are our feelings if someone's stealing our photos to use for their own pleasure aka wallpaper hanging on their walls I I mean if someone wants to use it for a wallpaper I don't mind but if they're going to hang it on their walls and they didn't want to buy a print I'm going to be kind of fucking choked about that what about you Armand that's a complicated question I think because today, in today's age you know it's tough to call anything your own even if you made it that's true, yeah. You know, I mean, it, there's so many billions and billions and billions of images out there by now, you know, and just a, a waterfall of them coming uh, through the pipeline every day. Everybody's making photos these days. And, you know, some of them, are, most of them are pretty terrible quality in terms of just like what the digital makeup of them is, I guess. But something I was going to say earlier is that a lot of the time folks don't have to edit their film photos because they don't have to bring the highlights down. They don't have to bring the shadows up. It's like everything's there and it looks okay already. You know what I mean? It's not from like the color palette or the grain profile or the, or the, you know, overall image quality. It's just because it captures a lot more of what people try to get when they edit their photos, Did you know, their digital photos, I guess. So anyway my thoughts on that i guess but anyway as far as intellectual property goes it's tough to it's a tough world these days to 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 get mad about somebody using your photos i mean like people could have their entire house covered with my work because they went on my instagram feed and screenshotted a bunch of stuff and blew it up tape by tans by 14s or whatever and you know what am I, I, gonna I, do? Don't, I don't watermark any of my shit because i just i don't know i think watermarks look cheesy as fuck i hate it's them silly. Like get out of here, okay? Like I know it's okay. You took it. Good job. You know. Yeah, it's like wait, and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that. I I like watermarks about as much as I like people that look at film as like it's some sort of noble fucking cause, and then they like poo poo on everyone. It's like unless you shoot film, you're a piece of shit. And it's like fuck you, Ted. Like who, <laughs> who cares? Like I mean, as long as someone's creating, I don't care if they're doing it with a film camera or if they're doing it with a digital camera 
or if they're like fucking painting shit on the side of the road, like whatever, you're making something and it's beautiful and it's great. Don't be a dick about it. Like just, you know, appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know. The photography as a medium in general is kind of, like I said, hard to, you know, especially with the way that some people shoot, like let's say with groups or something or. Yeah. Uh, say if people are shooting a concert or something like that, you know, a bunch of people are Game Boy camera. Hell yeah, <laughs> I got a buddy that yeah. shoots with one. Uh, he takes some really good photos. Brian, uh, yeah, yeah. Brian, What's up, buddy? The, the home, the good homie Brian from Chicago said Game Boy Chicago, camera. Chicago. But uh, yeah, and and Brandy's totally right. She said if you put your shit up on the internet, someone somewhere probs lifted it at some point without your knowledge, and it's like true. I'm sure most of my shit's gotten stolen. Um, I mean, that's one thing. I don't know if you've, like, had this happen to you, but I've had, like, so many people message me being like, oh, my God, like, your stuff is, like, so inspiring, and I love it so much. And I'm like, yo, you've, like, literally never liked a single one of my photos. So, like, why are you telling me you like my shit? Like, where's the fucking love? <laughs> um, yeah. are, are paparazzi considered photographers in your culture? What do you think, Armand? That, uh, I mean, as a fact, on a factual basis, I would guess that they're probably like the lowest rung, you know, because they're literally just putting themselves in a spot to be able to photograph a certain person and then using that image to make money with and that kind of thing. Some publications of some kind, but I mean, that's, I don't know, I would say that's kind of bastardizes the whole medium in general. You know what I mean? But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not necessarily saying, you know, no love lost to those guys or whatever. I just couldn't do it myself. Yeah, like, that's not, I don't know, that's not really for me. Like, um, I don't know, like, for for what, what I do, I think it, it, it goes back, yeah, Ouija style. I kind of like Ouija. Ouija's cool. Um, but, like, for my photography, it goes back to something I read in an interview that, that Jason did, like, fucking years back, where he talked about, like, creating, like, honest images. And, like, that's something that always sticks in my head is, like, you know, whenever I want and whenever I'm taking a picture, I want to create something honest, something, something that has, like, some, like, you know, genuine qualities about it. And, yeah. they're, they're photographers, for sure, but, like, they're not... I, I'm, it's not the kind of shit I want to shoot. No. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, Petbot V2. What are, did we miss any other questions? I think there was one. Gavin, I'm happy that we can accompany you on your venture of sorting gear. Gavin is a homie from Canada as well. He has lots of gear. Uh, Zane said he, that's why he loves shooting Polaroids right now because he can just scan them with a gray card so he doesn't have to do... I don't even scan them with a gray card, man. I use a shitty HP all-in-one laser jet fucking jobby and uh, I just fucking throw them in there and send it and it works great. When can someone call themselves a photographer? Well, I mean, did you take a picture lately? You can be a photographer. <laughs> Like, what, what do you think of that, Armand? Like, do you have to do something to be able to call yourself a photographer? Probably get paid for it. Mm. But then that kind of, I mean, not necessarily, though. You know, you can be a photographer without being a professional, you know? 
but then even a lot of pros don't necessarily like call themselves pros after they get paid the first time. I don't know. That's kind of an interesting question because well, what you have to do is take a photo to be a photographer. Well, photographer. And I think that's <laughs> the, the, the terms really, I guess, shifted a lot because like you think even 10 years ago, you think that like, you know, to be a photographer, like it, it was a tough thing to do because you had to have like, you know, certain like, you know, stuff to be able to like, you know, take a photograph. And yeah, now you're like, you know, doing fucking, you got an iPhone 11X Max, you're, you probably have a better fucking camera in your pocket than like a lot, a lot of what people were shooting, like, you know, 10, 10 years ago or whatever. So I mean, the term photographer, that's a weird one. That's, I don't know. Yeah, it was a lot more of a noble, noble profession 40 years ago, you know? Like, I don't really consider myself a photographer. I think if you go on my if you go on my Instagram and look, I think I've defined myself as a convenience store. <laughs> right on. I my Instagram my description is convenience store, so I'm not even a photographer. So it's like yeah. That's, that's good to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the way that started to choose for sure, man. Kali Molio says they miss FP3. Oh, I miss FP3000 so much too. I have like four packs of it left and I'm going to be so sad after I finish shooting it. Info234 asks, what is a hard limit of something you won't shoot for money? Hard limit of what? Oh, I mean, I mean, it depends on the money. There's probably not a lot that. I wouldn't shoot. Like, Mer I... I might not shoot a murder depending on how much money they're going to give me. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be the limit. I mean, that would be uh, pretty damning. Yeah, because I mean, it would have to be enough money that like it'd be worth my while, and then it would pay for the therapy bills for like however much longer I lived. Yeah, for that. Traumatizing. Yeah, that would be wicked traumatizing. So yeah, I think hard limit for me would be like death. Anything with blood, I don't like. I don't like bloody things. I was gonna say a funeral. Like if somebody showed me to like pay me to show up and shoot a funeral, I'd be like, ah. Uh, Do you know? I, know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I'm okay with that because I shot my cousin's funeral, um, when he died a couple of years ago. And those are some of my most favorite photos I've ever taken. Like those, I took some black and whites with the rolly. Um, like just, I I have this one picture of his like casket through the crowd of people where it's just, like there was just like this opening through like the crowd of people and you can see this and it's it's kind of a haunting photo. One lady got mad at me though. She's like, "Why why are you taking photos here?" And I'm like, "Why are you crying right now?" <laughs> Stop crying. Yeah. Like, you know, you're dealing with your grief that way and this is this is how I'm dealing with, with my grief like you know yeah fair enough i miss i miss my cousin i never really got to spend a lot of time with him before he died and uh, i was looking forward to spending more time with him and then he like you know diabetes is not something you should fuck with neither are strokes diabetes the diabetes rest in peace wilford brimley <laughs> i shot the dog's wake party oh yeah the dog's wake party. How do you tell someone they're inshootable? I just say, you know what? I'm not really into. I'm I'm booked. 
One of my first shoots I did was with somebody that was not that pleasing on the eyes, and that was <laughs> it was a challenge. I remember that now that 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 question was asked. I pushed that memory out right out of my brain, but <laughs> that uh, that was a very challenging experience. Uh, but I did it anyway and. <laughs> delivered the photo to her and I was like, here you go. I think she paid me like 150 bucks or something. You know, this was back in like 2009, something like that, eight, somewhere around there. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. You can't say no. That's the thing. Like, sorry, you ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you going to do? That's also, you know, turned out free money at that point. And that's it's not true. Like, I mean, it's a business, so it's like, yeah, and I mean, if you if you're good at what you do, you can take that. Um, you could take like it's your job to make that person beautiful. You're yeah, and I did, actually, I did a decent job. Now that I think about it, you know, it was challenging, but it worked. So you're right. So it's just like, yeah, man. Like I mean, and and that's like that's something that's really magical about the the lens is like you know. When you're looking through the camera, you you can you can you can make something, you can make anything beautiful through it. So, I mean, it may not be something pleasing to you personally, but like that person's gonna get those photos and like they're gonna be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like you know, I'm a hot shit now. I got these beautiful photos that this like you know, Persian prince took from me. <laughs> do you ever feel like you uh, have like? Do you ever feel like a like a third? party is present kind of like when you're looking through a camera <clears throat> like a almost a voyeuristic feeling like you're hiding um, behind and becoming something else do you ever feel that sometimes um and that's the times that unless i know that person and i'm close to them i don't like taking those pictures unless i've asked the person if it's okay to take those pictures interesting um, oh wait, uh, not for sale asks as both of us, if we had to get rid of all of our cameras and only use three cameras for the rest of our lives, what cameras would they be? Armand, you go first. Okay. This one for sure. My Leica M6. Yeah. With the Sumalux 35 millimeter on it. I'll show you my other two. This guy here. Minus this guy. That's not the, my speed graphic with the Leica Hector lens on it, 150. And probably my 8x10 as well. That rig. I feel like I'm keeping Tom under the cloth of my 4x5. I like that. I'm not going yeah. to point where yeah, There you go. That's, that, makes it, that makes it even more felt, you know, not just hiding behind a camera and they can still see you, but like when you're inside of the camera and you're looking at it and you're like, they can't see me. You know what I mean? they, they can't tell how I'm looking here. Uh, my three cameras, I would have to say um, my F5. And it, well, it's tough because like, cause for 35 millimeter, it would either be my F5 or the Rolly XF35 because it's mostly mechanical other than needing the battery for the meter. But I fucking love my F5 to death. So it'd be my F5. It'd be the Wista 4x5 because I fucking love the, the Wista 4x5. And um, the SLR 680. Yeah, those are mm. the three cameras. Yeah, that's uh, that was one I didn't. I kind of overlooked. 
Well, and it was tough because like I was trying to decide, did I want the SX70 or the SLR680? Oh, for sure, the 680, 690. Dude, that's... Well, yeah, because you get the flash with it. I mean, I, I do love my six, uh, 760 so much, but, you know, the 680 is also pretty fucking baller. Also a good uh, yeah. camera, too. You know, say if you have a stash of film, at least. Yeah, dude, I like... And the thing that's, like, so rad with the, the 680, well, just any of the pop-up cameras, is, like, when you, like, ask someone's like, yo, do you mind if I take your portrait? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then you, like, pop it open, and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been shooting my SX-70 a lot lately, and I've been digging it. Brian, you should message Zane. Zane might be able to help you with, uh, with, your, with your 680. You should, you should DM Zane. What skin do you get on that one? Napa leather cowhide. What? Look at that. Dude, is it, did, Zane, did Zane do that for you, the Napa leather? No, he fixed the camera for me, though. I had uh, I had chipped my viewfinder cover piece, basically, and he replaced this guy for me from another parts camera that I had. Where'd you get the Napa leather from? That looks so dope. The guy on eBay that sells them, actually. Yeah, because, like, these are... <laughs> These are all of the fucking, um, these are all the SX-70s and shit that need to go to Zane here soon. So, I have, like, all these, all these homies are going to be headed to Zane soon. Yes, yeah, one more here from, uh, from a pal. I don't know where it is, but, yeah. I got a bunch of SX-70s that are going to be on their way to Zane. I still have that. Yeah, I still have the 690s, Zane, that silver one, but I don't know what happened to it. I think it's my house. It's at home. Yeah, I'm I'm going to try and get Zane to do the, the silver um, 680. Cause, like, I've got a 680 I'm going to send him that has shitty bellows and then a silver sonar that's kind of, like, fucked up. So, um, yeah, I'm stoked on that. Pete. You gotta like, oh man, Pete's on here too. What's up, Pete? Um, Pete's the dude that bought Jason's uh, Jason's Lincoln. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's a bitch and ride. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you, talk, you talk about driving that thing around LA a few times to me. Oh yeah. You Driven can still get um, you can yeah. still get a Tech Seventy film, but unfortunately, they uh, it's it's like sold out everywhere. What's up, Allie? Allie's like a good homie from uh, from Canada here. I miss her. I, I want to go see her in Montreal soon. Oh, you can't uh, get Tech Seventy film right now. Well, it's sold out. They're still making it, but it's it's sold out. So on the website, some production. Yeah, it's sold out everywhere. The website, all the fucking stores lately. That's why wow. I've been shooting 600 with an ND filter in my SX70 because I can't really? find any uh, any SX70 color. Um, one minute left on the live here, but if you're down to chat some what? more, I can fire up another live after this one ends, and we can we can continue yeah. to chat. Or um, I just want to give a quick shout out that like next week I'm gonna have uh, TSEP photo or Sue Photo Works, aka Tony from France is going to be joining next Thursday. So photo chats is going global, which is kind of wild. Um, it's going to be a little earlier because of that, because uh, Tony's in a way different time zone than me. So we'll be starting that at 6 p.m. Eastern, um, which is like midnight for him. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in like 
a minute with another with a you know after the chat. Um, part two. Yeah. yeah part part two. Thank you all for joining. I love you guys, and I really appreciate you guys supporting the uh, you know this whatever I'm doing right now. Y'all are the best. You know. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. We'll see you in a minute.